This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to She Podcasts, the podcast. Elsie's putting on her pajama. What are you doing? It looks like you're pulling your pants down. We're we're live streaming in the Super Squad. I was squad. trying to crack my back. Uh, we're live streaming in the Super Squad group, which is our special VIP experience where you can see us record live as well as get weekly Q&As. And as soon as I started talking, Elsie bent over like she was peeing on her bed. So that was weird. I am Jessica Kupferman, well, no. and this is my co-host and BFF for life, Elsie Escobar, and our brother from another mother, John Jamingo, our producer. You can't see Elsie, but she just raised her hands <laughs> to show that she was, was here. Yeah, I'm the one that I was Elsie, uh, and that's John. That was pretty funny. Elsie. So a couple of weeks ago, I just started reintroducing us because I realized, you know, that people are coming in and hearing us for the very first time, and we almost never say who the heck we are and you guys made fun you started laughing the first time i did it you made fun of me a little bit but it turns out that um so elsie and i have this brand of stuff that we really love it's called french bull if you want to see it it's frenchbull.com really colorful and gorgeous houseware goods and like plates and spoons and dishes and also they make clothing and backpacks and phone cases and all kinds of fun stuff and I was so tired of trying to design our site to look like this that finally I just reached out and asked them if we could just use some of their patterns. And they said yes. They were so nice <laughs> and awesome. But what helped them decide was the one episode you guys laughed at me when I introduced us for the first time, which they would have never known what was going on had I not done it. That's the first show they listened to. They went back and heard our first show. I think it was the one about equality and justice. It was like that week, I think. Anyway. Yeah. So yep. I'm going to do it from now on. So in case you don't know us, I'm the funny one, clearly. And uh, no, I'm just, I mean, I'm not kidding because I am, clearly. but Elsie's also very funny as well. We're, it'll be, we're going to have fun on our show. We talk about all kinds of podcasting stuff and we're going to start that today and I'll stop introducing it now. Go ahead. <laughs> stop introducing it now. So actually, I'm going to pick that up and go into a uh, personal space, personal time. Elsie shares personal things now to start the show, but it is podcasting related. So my little daughter, my 11-year-old, actually did, she got a job. She did a little bit of a job because she was paid for her story. She what, Do you mind if we know how much she got paid? Um, I can't remember. Is it like more than 50 bucks? Yeah. Yes! Yes. That's what I was hoping um, for. That's awesome. Yeah. So she had – so it was really cool. So it's there's an, a podcast. It's called Quarantine Relief and it is produced – actually, excuse me. There's a podcast and it's called Ochenta Stories and – O-C-H-E-N-T-A for those of you who want to look o it up. Yeah. Ochenta means 80. I was going to say it has something uh, just, to do with eight. Ocho. Yeah. Ocho. And then – so this – she actually – Lori was over at She Podcast Live. She did a really great presentation. People really loved what she did over at um, 
she podcasts live. So she has a production company and her entire focus is on being able to, to produce content that is multilingual. So not just bilingual, but multilingual. So one of the key things about her company is that they produce content in a variety of different languages. They're the, the main focus has been Spanish, English, and French, but she's also expanding it in as many different ways as possible. So she has this like really incredible, like global, look at um, the space as a uh, somebody who produces content in the space. And she's she's doing really, really great, really, really great. So she started this podcast called Ochenta Stories, and they put out like a a pitch, I guess, you know, like if and, and there were all these stories around being quarantined and the the ask for stories was for anybody in the world, how they were, what they were going to feel like after this was over, something like that. That was a prompt. And Hunter, my daughter, works very well with prompts, and she has been doing that in school. A lot of the time, you know, her writing teacher would give her prompts and like, prompts are the best. you need to, yeah, so she would just finish doing, and then they would work on this through the entire year they've been working on stories. So she was very adept at this. And I said, hey, listen, look at this, read this. Do you think that you can do that? And she was like, oh, yeah. So she and I go, you're going to get pain. She goes, oh, yeah. And so then she um, she just went down. She literally just did it like in one day. And um, I sent it. I sent two things because she had a previously written much longer story. And then she wrote that little intro part as well, which is what was actually used. And um, Lori was like, yeah, we would love to have her do it. Can you have her record it? And so I did. I just kind of set her up. I set her up on the bed. I put her little iP- my iPad in front of her with her story. I put her mi- the microphone in front of her. And then I just, I said, you know how to use it because she knows how to press record and everything. And then I left. I let her record it. And I just, she, she did, did it. such an amazing job. I know. She really did. And, and in fact, I thought maybe she was doing a speed reading contest. And then I remembered that my podcast player was on 1.2 times faster than normal. And so I was like, God, she's going so fast. How does she speak that fast? And then I realized my player was set too fast. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. But at first I was like, wow, she's really, really articulate. <laughs> I mean, she is. <laughs> but, you know, but she was articulate at this speed. It was amazing. Right. <laughs> no, but she's she was so – I mean, she's so good when it comes to that. She has a really natural – She does. Way she of has. saying things where she has – yeah, her storytelling is very – like she just knows how to say things, you know? Like she captures – well, look what at how old she was, was when she did our Weird and Wild. Like, she was yeah, young. How she old was, was she? How, how she, long have we had that, John? Do you know? Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Show of the week. Like, that's yeah, very... Right here. here it is. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Show of the week. Like, she's yeah. a natural VO art. She's a natural voiceover. Yeah. And that was, like, age six. Yeah, right? she must have been like six. She must have been, yeah, yeah, must maybe have been about seven. six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh She's amazing. So, I mean, I love that she got a paid job. She should do more if she loves it. If she loves it, not because yeah. you want right. it. Right. I she think that the money, are you going to let her spend some of it? She's already not? spent it. Ah, shit. What'd she, sp- yeah. <laughs> what'd she spend it on? She got herself Pokemons. Oh, she's very she smart. Got, she's really into Pokemons, like. So is my really son into Pokemon. Except Nate's twenty two. But yeah. yeah, and I don't have a fe- I have a feeling this is not going to this is not going to end. Um she 
did all the research and what she wanted to do. She added out, she added up how much everything was supposed to be and like, but she's very specific about what she wanted, which Pokemon she wanted, how she wanted them and when, like what they were for. Oh, and, I, but they're like big, nothing they're plushies, your daughter. you know, they're Pokemon plushies. Yeah. So Have you ever tried, really you know, if you know, if Elsie that. knows you're buying her a present, just don't even tell her because if she does, <laughs> This is exactly what she does. Let me research and tell you the exact socks I want because they can't be cotton and they can't be wool no. and they have to be a blend and I need a certain blue. Like, don't tell her you're going to give her stuff. She usually, and I mean, unless you're lying, she usually likes what I buy her without asking. Yes. But if I yes. were to say, I want to get you a set of dishes, she would ha- yeah, have like, to be picky. Don't get me any kind. Like, I have to have <laughs> this. She'll give you the UPN or the UP, the the code for the dishes that you. Just... I mean, because the computer, right? Like, and I mean, everyone's fussy about their computer, but she kept saying to me, "Don't purchase it until I've configured the exact thing I need." <laughs> Not that I would, because computers very personal. We just happen to have like you know enough to get new computers in last year. So like, right. Um, God, but all the times out, she was like, just let me, I'm going to put it all in the cart and then you can just, like, she didn't even want me to like, <laughs> she didn't even want to give me a list of what to put in it. She had to put it in the cart and then I could, you know, check out or something. It was so funny. Oh my God. But I'm glad that you're like that. I mean, so of course she's going to be like that. I think it's a great idea she's to a- have someone, you know, earn some money to buy the things that they want. Yeah. I think they take more more ownership in it. Yes. I really do. I think it's great. I assure you nothing will happen to those toys because she bought them with her own money. And also, the other thing is, um, I'm really thinking of adding a page for her on my website, like for VO work, like oh, for, and, and actually started to promote her in the group and then say like she can do like a voiceover intro or something for like 25 bucks, like something that is. Have you registered her you know, name? Like, her name.com? I think I do have that. Well, just but. Put I have to see. Yeah. But I just, I mean, when I'm, well, yeah, but I'm going to have it on my website. Like I don't want to, I don't want to curate another. I understand. You know, whatever, just for people to be able to purchase that and then I'll manage it and then she can do it if she wants. And I'll just pitch it to her and see what she wants because she's been wanting to have her own business, but, and she knows how to do it, but she also has these like incredible dreams of like the last business she put together was taking care of exotic animals. Oh my God. And so she created the branding and who she was going to work with and like all of the, like the page, the copy for the page. And I was just like, who's going to take you to the people's houses to, for you to take care of these Mommy's exotic not animals? I'm not going to, and how are they going to get you? Like, and who has exotic animals? Like there was there's all None of these that extra things. Don't kill her creativity <laughs> with your logic. <laughs> and the, oh and then her phone number she's like just they can just call me and i'm like honey if somebody wants you to take what if somebody really does need to take care of their chameleon and they need to be in this specific place and it's like they're going for a month who's gonna take you over to their house right so anyway so, so, so that was like her exotic pet thing this seems a lot more easy like easier to do because if she gets like a little 25 second intro it's just natural for her to do it. And yeah. then I can take care of all. And it's easy to send the files and stuff. But anyway. And Patrick asked, where can we hear it? I you was can just looking it. for the link so I could send it. The, there's like, it's all, obviously it's going to be in the show notes, but it's also, it's called Ochenta Stories. You can look it up. It's called I got it. Quarantine Relief 
is the name of the episode. It's really only 11 minutes long, and her work is only in the first half of it because usually the person who submits the story also records in another language. And Hunter, even though she would have been able to read it in Spanish, she's not like a Spanish fluent speaker. So Lori actually read it in Spanish. So they translated the story and you can hear it in Spanish and in English. But the first, obviously the English is Hunter doing her stuff. The link I put in the live stream opens a Spotify page with that episode. So if you want to check that out, you can too. It's super easy. So anyway, that's my... That's my thing for her. Uh, kudos to her. She did so good, and I'm so proud of her. And wow, right? I mean, yeah, she's amazing. I'm so happy for yeah, you guys. I That's going to be so fun. She's, so good. she's very talented. That's worth a fabulous. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I thought that was Elsie for a minute there. Yes, it is. So now, shall we move to some news? Because we have so much so news. Many. So many. So many. Yep. Before we get into the news, let me just tell you guys about our sponsor for this week, Memberful. Memberful is the easiest way to sell memberships to your audience used by the biggest creators on the web. You can now use Memberful, M-E-M-B-E-R-F-U-L, to build sustainable recurring revenue by selling it by selling access to a members-only podcast. Memberful works with your existing podcast hosting. You don't need to change your workflow. It's super easy for your listeners to subscribe in whatever player they want. And it includes everything you need to run a great membership program, custom branding, gift subscriptions, Apple Pay, free trials, tons more. Please check it out, memberful.com forward slash podcasts, M-E-M-B-E-R-F-U-L.com forward slash podcasts. Thank you, guys. Now with the news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. That was also Hunter doing a Jessica impression. Isn't that good? No, that was not. No, that was not. All right. So starting off with what we talked about last episode, which was kind of future recording because when our show came out was the day of these said webinars what's happening now jessica with the podcast academy the podcast academy membership has launched if you want to go to i think it's podcastacademy.com but i need to have it open here wait hold on yeah it is the podcast academy the podcastacademy.com Everyone from the podcast industry can now apply for membership. It's an independent, not-for-profit organization dedicated to fostering excellence and creativity in the podcast industry. It costs an individual $50, but you also have to prove yourself. So like there's four categories. You can either be in front of the mic or behind the mic. I guess you can't do both. So if you're in front of the mic, you have to have credit as a performer, guest, or co-host in one podcast with a runtime of three, a cumulative runtime of three hours, or speaking on the microphone in at least three episodes in the last two years. That's not a lot. Three episodes in two years is really not a lot. Um, But you need your links and two letters of recommendation from Academy members or podcast industry peers. And they have a sample letter. That sounds fun. And then also you could do behind the mic, which is for producers, engineers, writers, researchers, industry consultants, creative marketing, PR exec, professional representatives, and all other industry professionals. You need to have credit on at least one program with a cumulative runtime of three hours in the last two years. 
Documentation needs to be linked to that podcast available on a public platform with appropriate credits in the show notes. And you need two letters, a recommendation from Academy members or podcast industry peers or employment by one or more podcast monetization production or distribution companies for at least two years, which would also include a letter from your employer confirming your role and two letters of recommendation from your members or peers. (laughs) I mean, who's going to write me a letter? No one will vouch for me. (laughs) You have to reach out to do that. What does this do for you? Can someone explain to me the benefits? Why am I paying $50? And then why am I jumping through hoops? And then who are these people? Yeah, let me go to the benefits and I'll see if I can sum it up here. Okay, initial benefits. Also, all those things, John, um, there's actually two hours worth of Q&A that were done mm-hmm. last Which uh, we'll have Friday also in our show. to answer all those questions. So I would actually venture to say anybody who has questions about the Academy to go over to theacademy.com. Uh, they the podcast podcast academy. Academy. Com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then go in there and do the... It's on right on the homepage, the and, webinars. And like the webinars are there and there's like two hours. You can hear all of the questions, exactly what you just asked, plus a lot more. So I didn't get a chance to hear it because I, I, it was Friday right. and I was kind of busy. But, I would um, suggest, I honestly think that if anybody has any questions about it, they are the ones to answer these questions. I can, you know, follow up in the future and that I just I really feel that it's important that if you care, you need to go and re and engage. I honestly think that that's a really important thing for you to do. And if you don't care, then don't. Because part of the process is that we get an opportunity to be co-creators with them at this moment. And if it doesn't matter, then don't. But at the same time, you have to understand where they're coming from and how they're framing the questions. And that everything needs to start somewhere. And that's really one of the reasons why there are these letters of recommendation is because it is a step into not just having it be just anybody, but to be able to really understand that you have skin in the game to be able to engage in this in this way as this organization builds on itself. So it's not like... It, this is not, um, how do you say it? Um, who are the, the queens and kings? What is that? The cool kids, the clique. Hi, the, oh. the Rogel, ro- royalty. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah the, all that yeah. stuff. That, that they're, yeah. So at first, you need to have the people who begin, right? Those are the board of governors right now that have been added to the mix. In the future, as the, go- the organization moves forward, you're actually going to be able to vote onto people into these positions. But as of right now, there's nobody. Right. It's starting from scratch. So you have to start with people who are not only willing to give their expertise, but also be able to be seed money. So the people who are on the board have paid money to invest. Right. They're investors and board They're investors and board members as this starts to develop, as then academy um, membership starts to come up and the money is given, right? So at this moment, it's $50 until September and then it goes up. That money is all going to be invested in developing the infrastructure, developing the programs, developing, you know, all of the systems so that you can have a more democratized experience for all. And part of it is that you have to kind of join in order for you to be part of it and be voted into seats 
you know, if you are like at this moment going looking at the board of governors and going like, we need to have X, Y, Z, or we need to have somebody that does that, then in the process, in the future, you're going to be able to nominate certain people to be part of the board of governors. And they'll either leave or come back and all of that stuff. Questions for you. Number one, are you already a member? It opened today. I know, but I'm just wondering if you have some insider thing. No, I have to do all the things. Number two. I have two. to get letters of recommendation. Yeah. I have to fill out the thing. Like, I haven't done any of that. Number two, can we write letters of recommendation for each other? Anybody can do it. There's no need to, for you to be famous to do it. If another podcaster that's your BFF. I only have one of those, which is why I'm asking. <laughs> yes. You Maybe can ask two. anybody. You can ask anybody to. It doesn't matter. It can be anybody, anybody at all. It can be anybody that knows that you've done this a podcast and they can fill it out. At this moment, there's no members, right? So the members, I mean, I guess you could reach out to the Board of Governors and they're happy to write these for you. Um, but you reach out to them independently and they will write you things. So I have a question. Are you applying? Yeah. Jess? Yes. I want I want a stake in the game. Yes, I'm going to apply. I would like to apply. I don't know who to ask me to to write me a letter. <laughs> I, you know what? I know there's lots of people that would, but I don't know who to ask. Like Carrie, she's like on the board. You could ask 100 people would, would give you a letter. Anybody but, will give you a letter. Okay, so here's my problem with this, this thing, my personal problem. Can't I've been wait. doing this since 2012. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, I've produced, edited – been on shows, run shows for two years, another show for two years. Oh, that's true. I can vouch And now I have to ask for permission to be part of this club? Well. It's not permission. It's no, an agreement. it's verification. It's not verification. Permission. Yeah, it is. And it's verification. I don't know if have you ever been a part of any other organization like this. I have. And this is a thing that happens uh, with most of the things that I've gotten, scholarship opportunities, when I went to the university. Right. Application process. That was it, too. Anytime you apply for a job, same thing. Um, anytime that I had got any jobs in yoga, there was always a letter of recommendation that I had to get either from a student or from another teacher. And the same thing happened for almost anything that I've done. There's a, a part of verification that I think that we need to have. It's not necessarily that it's exclusive. It's not like you can't do these things. It's more about I'm serious and I really want to be part of this. Yeah. Um, because it's of it's a commitment and Not permission. I want a voice and, and it's, and it's an agreement. But think about uh, all the people that will want to be a part of this that have not produced billions of shows right. that are just getting started that no one's hear them speak. Like why should they have a stake in how the industry is, how best practices and standards are decided when they just hopped in here and decided to have a podcast last week. I understand why you need the references. It's just that for some of us who have been doing it a long time, it's just like, which one of the thousand people that I hang out with should I ask for a letter? But not everyone has that privilege, I mean, you know? I could I could ask Chris Curran and Daniel J. Lewis and Dave right. Jackson for le- totally. a letter of recommendation yeah. f- as a producer and everything. But ask, as a podcasting yeah. host, I guess I could ask Sonny Galt and Jessica. We did a podcast for a while. Yes. I guess I could ask her as, as a co-host. First of all, yeah. you could have done a solo show all that time. You just need to ask Sunny and whoever else if they want to vouch for the fact that you've been a podcaster a long time. You need recommendation right. from two people and a link to a live show. 
from the last two years. All right. But so then now, what if I decided to be, if I was a solo co-host and I've never worked with anybody and I've had a show for two years, now who do I reach out to as a podcaster to get these recommendations from? You can, it's anybody. You can, and actually that's what, it was answered, again, you guys, all of this stuff was answered in the way. Yeah, but we're covering it. So <laughs> no, you know I understand answers, that. So. I know that I'm, I'm covering it, but I think part of it is that, yes, I know that we're like the news. I get that because that's obviously how we describe our stuff. But all of these questions were answered by Rob Greenlee and um, the woman that was co-hosting with him that were addressing specifically these issues. And at first, yes, but you literally can ask anyone. It doesn't have to be your co-host. It can be your friends. It could be the friends that you have hung out with in these in these shows. Like, let's say I'm doing my own show. Like, let's say we're, I'm not doing a co-hosted show. I don't, You guys, I have, I have no editor. I'm doing it all by myself. But I am part of She Podcasts, and I have friends. And I can just email them and go like, hey, guys, can you give me a letter of recommendation? It doesn't matter. There's a Google Doc yeah. with fill-in rules. All you have to do is just send it to them and say, is this okay for me to send? That's it. That's yep. it. And then that's so, it. Yeah, it seems pretty easy. 50 bucks, I would do it. For sure. There is the possibilities of what this can be is really great. Yeah. Because we get an opportunity to actually ask for the things that I feel have been missing in a lot of different aspects of podcasting, things that people can't take up the mantle for because they're too biased based on their own stuff, like conversations that like that I've been wanting to have when it comes to like diversification of content, not necessarily like in terms of racial uh, components, but actually talking about access, you know, all the things that I talk about in terms of access, about bandwidth and about the audience side and like listening things and getting things into libraries and making it more accessible and really opening it up into the audience, like that kind of stuff. I'd love to pitch something like that, to be able to make them think about that, to spearhead one of the many possibly little branches that can come out. They're also going to be serving this worldwide. So they're going to open it. They, it was opened up. It, used, it started to be the U.S., but there was a huge recognition that worldwide podcasting is a thing. And the way that India podcasts is not the way that we do in the United States. And I'm not saying that the actual act of podcasting is different. I'm talking about the consumption of podcasts in India is much different than it is here in the United States. Same thing for Latin America. So we are going to be able to have advocacy for all of those different places and be able to further podcasting in general. And we can learn from that kind of yeah. stuff. So I'm all in yeah. for being able to invest my money and into this. I don't think it's so big that if something happens... Yeah. That's like horrible. And then all of a sudden it disappears. Maybe like even if it was like a hundred dollars a year, I wouldn't feel like it's too much. Like it's too much or like or that it was super it. bad that like, oh my gosh, I made that mistake. It just starts us to move to a place where we can start to find some solutions to problems that at this moment nobody is solving. Yeah. And the, yeah, they are going to try to do more educational things. And when I say educational, they're going to be doing things like marketing stuff and audio production stuff and like, you know, I'm sure hosting stuff and business building stuff where it's coming from different people in the industry that are going to be able to do these things. They want to have to do not live events specifically, like they're not going to be like the new podcast movement, but they're going to be able to show up at podcast movement and have a possible 
something happening there that's a little bit extra yeah. for from members and whatnot. Maybe even a meeting, like an annual meeting somewhere where we all get together and then decide things for everyone else, John. How do you like the sound of that? <laughs> Let me trigger you a little more if I can. I, I, I my, my, you know me. You know me. I know. I well, yeah, I know. It. But see, but I always have a wrinkled it, nose. And I I'm, think part of it is like you can't. Like this is one of those things where you're given the opportunity to step into something and engage, like listen to the webinars, uh, consume them as they're coming out. They had a Q and A specifically to address those things because everybody was in there and they were asking, well, what about? Is there going to be representation about with this kind of group? Is there going to be like, why do you, are you asking us to do like front of mic or back of the mic? Like, why is that have to be a design thing? Like, what if you do everything? Are, is there going to be something for that? And actually the answer to all of those questions was yes. And part of it is that all of it is going to have to be coming in the future too. You cannot start just like with Jess and I, with our membership that we've been working on. And also with me just working on the um, new rules and regulations for the group. Not that everything is going to be changing crazy like, but like we need to have like, even the conversations we've been having with the moderators, they're making us have to be to recognize, oh, this is a thing that's happening a lot. How are we going to deal with this? Let's create a protocol for this. So you can't do that when you start and open a, a an organization without people engaging with it, right? I mean, even just having the moderators right now say like, what do you want to do with this? And then we go, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Or wow, thank you for pointing that out. It's forcing us as leaders to be clearer and better at leading our community through that kind of an engagement and communication. So not to cut you off, but we have seven yeah. other articles. To yes, go we over. do. Sorry. Let's <laughs> We've keep been going. For 45 minutes. So check out our links. I, I also put the sample doc in the live stream. You can also check out our show notes for the other things. Um, moving on to the next item for grabs, um, which is Pandora is really introducing new podcast analytics. Uh, features for creators, which is a, you know, I mean, it's the same thing as Spotify and Apple podcasts. Uh, you will be able to see your specific data, you know, statistics from Pandora proper. So if you guys want to know more, link will be in the show notes. I mean, it, you know, everybody loves data. So there you have it. But do remember that Pandora, at least at this moment, is United States only, right? Am I right about that, people? Am I wrong? Um, so then that way, obviously, that's a smaller and not and then they're not open for everybody. So like they're still really they are very exclusive about who gets to be in Pandora. She podcast is in Pandora. I have not looked at her stats from Pandora very any time. Like I cannot even remember the last time that I looked to see if we had even one listener from there. From where Pandora? But, I was just looking yeah. and then I realized it but, says my website is a site I designed 10 years ago. Oh, oops. <laughs> Why? I don't know, but. But anyway, so there's that. But anyway, that's it. So if you guys want to know them more, but now moving on to Spotify, which is the. It's all the things. Yeah. So Spotify has made some really interesting relationship choices the last. Oh, it makes it sound like I'm their disapproving mother. I'm not. <laughs> um, they landed an exclusive no. deal with DC Universe to do DC Universe podcasts, which I think is pretty exciting, mostly because that's the land of superhero that my the men in my house seem to prefer. So they're going to include all kinds of stories from the DC Universe. 
the narrative podcast are part of a multi-year partnership with Spotify, Warner Brothers, and DC. It's the first partnership to involve the intellectual property of the DC universe, and they will leverage iconic characters into Spotify shows. Just so you're familiar with DC versus Marvel, Marvel is the Avengers, Spider-Man, Thor, DC is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Joker. Lately, I am so impressed. I would never in a million years be able to even approach knowing the difference between that's the difference there's marvel and then there's dc and dcs are a little darker their stories are a little sadder and their movies are not as popular right now because they they keep changing superman so superman's been like henry cavill brandon roth i mean you can't beat christopher reeve so anyway let's not get on this don't even get me started about dc my son's really into teen titans go which is like all the sidekicks so like robin leads this like disgruntled group of teenagers anyway it's funny okay on with the next thing which is ms kardashian which is also a new spotify customer acquisition i guess yes yes the new app uh, spotify deal a very elegant new podcast coming from spotify will be with kim kardashian west They are keeping up with its impressive slate of podcasts by signing her. Last week, the platform nabbed the reality TV star for an exclusive criminal podcast deal, according to multiple reports. Kardashian is studying to become a lawyer, and she has been very (gasps) outspoken on criminal justice and prison reform. So she will be Who doing. Knew? I knew that's what she was going to be. No, I, I mean, didn't know that's the no, show no, no. was going to be. I that. know that she was. Well, yeah, I just yeah. didn't know that her show was going to be that, which is like what I'm kind of stunned about. Yeah. So it's going to be a crime show, and she's very passionate about that. So I guess she's excited to do that. So that is the deal with Spotify. Two new things to look out for. So wow, uh, you can find the links for that in our show notes. And then let's see. Uh, wow, Elsie, that's right. Wanna, yeah, talk about. Yeah. So there's um um so. As we are recording, mm-hmm. WWDC is just open. In fact, the Apple keynote is going on right now, which is one of my favorite times of the year. And I'm very sad that I'm missing it, although I do love to hang out with you guys. But I geek out over. I was wondering why you of- hadn't moved it. Well, because I forgot. And anyway, whatever. And also, it's usually Apple keynotes go on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. They're always on a Tuesday. Go look it up. So Monday. Didn't ever occur to you? register yeah. in my head. And mind you, this is the first WWDC that is going to be obviously completely virtual versus anything else. So they didn't have to have it on Tuesday at a specific time, but they're starting it now. Anyway, the reason all of this is coming out is because there has been uh, some news about iOS 14 and an overhaul podcast apps. And they're supposed to – a podcast app, not apps. Yeah. Podcast the one, app. The one. The one app. And that they're supposed to have for you bonus content. And so we'll have a link in the show notes to an article from 9 to 5 Mac. And I guess uh, what they're trying to do now with the podcast app is that they're going to have kind of the same thing that Netflix and, you know, Hulu and Prime, Amazon Prime have where you consume things and then they suggest stuff that would possibly be something that you might like above and beyond what they currently have in either iTunes slash Apple podcast on the computer, which usually if you scroll down, it says like people also listen to or something like that at the bottom. So it'll just learn, supposedly it's going to learn about your personal preferences 
and suggest podcast available on the platform based on what that is. And I guess it should also, oh gosh, and now that, and it says there a new user profile should let you follow your friends on Apple Podcasts to see what they're listening to. Now, who here remembers when they did that? What was that thing? Was it ping? Is that what it was called? What? Do you guys remember that? No. Do you remember that, that social media component that Apple did? around iTunes where you could go inside of iTunes and you could have a profile and you and you could follow people and see what I'm telling you. I don't remember this at all. People who are in the chat right now, ping Apple, is it ping Apple? What what would it be? A I vaguely remember this, but I never signed up for it or did. Oh yes, it is. Here it is. It is called ping. So ping is Apple's failed music-focused social media network Ouch. is now closed. And it closed in October 1st, uh, yeah, 2012. So, yes, I remember specifically because, you know, I try out all the things. So this was um, – it started off way back in the day. So it seemed like they were trying to do like a social media thing. And then there was an Apple keynote. Steve Jobs introduced the service on September 2012. So it went off – on for like two years with essentially nobody using the thing. And the last article of this Verge thing here, it says, quote, there are a lot of reasons why Ping failed, the biggest of which was probably the lack of Facebook integration when the service launched. Back in 2010, the word was that Apple was forced to pull Facebook from the service at the last minute, leaving the service handicapped. Without the backing of the world's biggest social network, the service never achieved critical mass. Essentially, they're just saying that that, that used to be the social network inside. You, know, you guys never used Ping? No way. It was... I don't even think I would use this. I don't, why do I want anybody knowing what I listen to? Well, because there are there Wait. are podcast apps like that that already exist. Have you ever tried Breaker? I remember having this conversation with one of you about how intimate it is that someone can see what you're listening to. What? Yeah, yeah. Was that yeah. you, John? It is. We. I feel like we've had this conversation before because. Spotify has notifications where when you play a song, it'll say Jessica's playing True Blue, Baby, I Love You by Madonna. And I'm like, wait, don't judge me on that. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's very intimate. So, yes. Yeah, so Breaker Breaker has that. Breaker um, dot audio. You guys can go check that out. You can actually follow your friends and see which episodes they listen to and like. You can share the episodes to Twitter. You can chat about them. In the app itself, you can discover new episodes and personalize recommendations and categories and more. So it seems to me that Apple Podcast is looking to be a little extra when it comes to some of these things. Possibly, maybe, you know, CastBox has the same kind of thing, too. In CastBox, you can have chat. I think it was that you can have chat in there. Like, there's some funky stuff going on inside of some of these apps that include social media engagement. I personally, I feel exactly like you guys do. And also... There's times when I listen to things not yeah not to learn but not to, to learn or not by but choice to teach. no like I'm like to teach yeah where I'm doing research and then I'll yeah. have like a list of like a bunch of different topic things uh, that could be anything I could be about yeah. that could be about dog breeds it can be about menstruation yeah. it could be about anything yeah. Well, there's other times where I listen to the opposites, like something that would be the opposite opinion of mine, just to hear what exactly. they have to say. Fair enough. I do that as well. In this culture, you would get they would say, "Oh my God, he's listening to that." Yeah. Oh, you know, they cancel you. Yeah, canceled. Yeah. First of all, you have a very large fear of being canceled. I don't have that fear. 
I don't care. You are very into cancel culture. You gossip about it a lot. I think it's silly to be. I, that's why, I, I, to me, it's just silliness. So that's why I poke the bear with it, okay. which is basically what I do. But but I mean, when it comes to this, though, in terms of listening to podcasts, I, I agree with, with you guys that it is, for me at least, it's a really intimate thing. Like, it feels to me as if somebody has come into your house Look through my and drawers. is looking at your bookshelf. No, looking at your bookshelf with your books because... If they come and look at your bookshelf, number one, even there's that, somebody that could be in your house. Yeah, but even look, that is less thing. intimate. That's less intimate because you listen to music to put you in a certain mood. You listen to podcasts to learn something or put you in a certain mood. Like my, I wouldn't be so embarrassed about my bookshelf because I read a lot of, you know, like marketing self-help. And then there's the few like women's poetry. Like I don't care about that. But I don't want to be caught, caught going from the Beastie Boys to like <laughs> – I don't even know to like yacht rock. People are going to think I've, you know, I don't know. It just, it feels intimate to me. It would be like somebody broadcasting your web search history. Oh my God. Let's do that for a yeah. second. Hold on. No. Well, what about, well, what about <laughs> Jess and John? Do you guys, I think we covered this too way back um, about that other service that I think is still happening. The one that would automatically share your purchases Oh. online. Yeah. Do you remember what? that? God help me. Yes. No. I forgot what it was called, but it was like this like social media thing where you can like you essentially bought whatever you bought, it will it would like tweet yes. it out. And then it would say something like, you know, so and so just bought a blah blah. And it's oh, like <gasps> the world would finally understand what shop grieving is or grief shopping. <laughs> How about this? Somebody just purchased adult diapers. What? What the what? My latest one, I think the last thing I bought, think about the last thing you bought on the internet and just share if you can. If you want to in the comments, you can as well. For me, the last thing that I got from Amazon, the last thing I got from Amazon was a watermelon cutter that's like a windmill at the end and you just push it into the watermelon and it makes exact two inch cubes because I hate cutting watermelon because it gets all over the counter. So I bought a watermelon cutter and then I think what came with it was like t-shirts for tie-dye. You know, or I don't know. I think, and then I think Scott, oh yeah, I just bought, oh yeah, then I just bought him like a Father's Day gift. So there's like an Apple Watch in there somewhere. And then like, what do we get? Isaac, new underpants. And like, I would love, I would just love to hear what the most recent purchases online. Like walking shoes. Walking shoes is a good one. Well, special neck pillow, charcoal toothpaste, right? Oh my God. We just got Randy for his Father's Day present. I don't think he's gotten it yet. A hunter wanted to get him a Pokemon T-shirt, so we went and got and on Etsy, and it's like a, a daddy Pokemon T-shirt. Like you're you're the best Pokemon, and it's got like oh my gosh. four separate Pokemons that have the powers. You're like whatever Pokemon. So that's coming. Then from there's him. these. Remember, we were talking about these at the beginning. Chicken chips. Because oh, yeah. my dad and I were going to have a chicken skin restaurant. These are chicken okay. skin chips. And then actually we were just, if you want to do a Google search, Nate's birthday is Wednesday and he wanted a root beer sampler. So the next thing I'm going to buy is an 87 bottle root beer sampler so he can try all the root beers that there are in the pl- oh, on the planet. So that's what he wanted. Yeah, that's a weird thing to show people what you're buying on the internet. Very, yeah. very, very weird. I bought anyway. four egg rings where you put the rings in and you crack the egg and it makes the egg like mm. the McMuffin egg. That was the last <laughs> thing I bought. <laughs> That's a good one, too. What about you, Elsie? What's the last thing you bought? Um, it was that T-shirt. Oh, and the T-shirt. And before that, 
I think it was a um, hunter. And again, we're with the Pokemon kick. We and because the house is getting warmer now, even though we have AC and I have used it, but um, we got her a fan for her room, like a, one of the big fans because she had a small fan, but it's a big fan, but it's but it's royal blue because it had to match the rest of the Pokemon, and we found a royal blue, yeah. one of those giant fans. So yeah. that's what we got. Is she her. into Pokemon Go, where you go and she no, she actually is really into like. Pokemon. She's got Pokemon cards like crazy. She has the thing. She's collecting the cards. Um, she plays the Pokemon card game stuff. She has like, and she really likes to watch the lore. She hasn't really got, mind you, she doesn't have a phone. So, and we don't have internet. So playing with Pokemon Go is like a, that's kind of dumb because she can't do that. Remember the episode but, where we had we were talking about Pokemon Go and yes. Jess did it and she looked in her room and there was one on her printer. Yes, she I totally remember that. She was freaking out. Wah! That was you. You did that. You freaked it out. It was me. Yeah. 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 I looked yeah, I looked across the room. But I thought you were talking about um I distinctly remember having Elsie's kids be doing it too. Yeah, I gave them my phone, but they can't be using my phone to play Pokemon like who you know? No. Stephanie, I'm not gonna be giving my children to do that. Stephanie bought chair so. socks. Ooh, it's funny. Chair socks. They're so you don't scratch the floor. That's oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just funny that That's it's really like cool. I got chair socks. I love all the things. Yeah. Me all too. right. Okay, so okay. moving. Next, next, next. So now we'll see if that's really great. Oh, and also Twitter yes. started to roll. Started rolling out audio tweets on iOS. Now I looked at my thing. I have not gotten it yet. Anybody else in this group, or possibly those of you listening that have gotten the audio feature. On your phone? I'll see. On your iOS, sorry. I sent you a screenshot earlier of mine. I don't have it, but if you look all the way on the right of the screenshot I sent you, there's a little grayed out circle and a little plus sign that's also grayed out that I think that's where it's going to go. Because I'm assuming the circle would indicate whether or not you're recording and the plus is other things you can do besides... Oh, no. I've seen it. It's on the left-hand side, Jess. So if anybody looks at their... Hold on. At their um, do you have at their it? Twitter thing? No, no. I saw somebody else who did, and they took a screenshot. Wow. So when you open up your Twitter thing and you're going to write down what's happening at the bottom, it has like a picture icon or a GIF or a poll. So in to the left of the picture, there's a little thing there that it's obviously a button. Or tapping area for your so what's the for thing recording. That I have on the right then? The thing that you have on your right is just you haven't post you haven't posted anything. It's a plus, as in like oh, you can you can add right, other when tweets. you write something. In. I'm an yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah. I got all excited. So you can add that. No, so it's like it's gonna it's on the left hand side. I'm gonna double check again, but it's like oh, I have it. <gasps> Wait, I have it for the Lipson account. You want to no see? No way. Look, I want it too. I'm showing you guys that are in the chat. Can you see it? Wait, let me see. You see that? It's, oh, it's there it getting, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see that? It's got <gasps> <Yes>. the... Yes. <gasps> how, how come we don't have it? Wait, let me look. I wonder if they did it for my other accounts too. I don't have it yet. Because I checked my personal account. <gasps> It's not on my per- it's Lipson has it. I wonder why. Yeah, that's fucked up. <gasps> she podcast also doesn't have it. So only the Lipson account has it. I wonder if that's because you have to have a certain amount of followers, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, cuz Lipson has um 13 
let me see how many. I think it's 13,000. What? Yeah. I have almost 13,000. Almost 14,000. 13.9K. I have it too. Who has it? How many followers do you have? 12.6K. Not you. Oh. Um, the person who has it. In <gasps> who has it too? Annie Sargent. Annie has Okay. It. Annie. Annie, how many followers do you have? I wonder if it has to do with that, but I don't know if it does though. I, I don't think so. I don't think it has to do with followers. I think there's slowly... I am so jealous, Annie. How did you get it? I know. And it's weird because it is per account and not through system. That's bizarro. Look her up. And then how so, long is it going to take Android to get that? Because I want it. I don't it. know. 400. Look, Annie says 405. What? <laughs> <laughs> ah! And they have somebody. It's, oh, my God. Let me see I have maybe it it's in TweetDeck and not Twitter, the Twitter app. Hold on. No, go. dude. It's in the Twitter app. It's only in the Twitter app. You have to look in the Twitter app, Patrick, in iOS. Twitter app in iOS. Well, when Twitter went from 140 to 280 characters, everybody got it before me. And I was like, come on. I know. Here you are with all the things to say that no I one wants to hear. I have all the things to say. whatever. <laughs> it's in the front page, How Stephanie. It has – it's it's only – I believe it's only – iOS. It's only iOS. And as soon as you open it and you tap on to tweet, like when you're going to tweet and you're going to do your next tweet, it automatically has this large like audio thing on the left hand side where you can do it. And I guess it's limited to a certain like it's got audio snip. So I think it only goes to a is it a one minute, but you can actually keep on tweeting meaning you can keep recording and it'll create a series of tweets with snippets on them so it goes all the way down so now you're going to hear an audio tweet where I they're going to speak dude. maybe uh, well you're gonna have to try it automatically play mark asquith has it i definitely have more files than him damn let me see and i think this uh, is great for twitter because it adds tone of voice to the tweet but it also i mean who's gonna talk it like, it seems to me that it's like, it's so weird, though, because it's like, it's asking people to do something that they generally haven't done in a platform. Like, there's a lot of people who do tweeting off of TweetDeck, or they schedule things, or they have the majority of their conversations on a computer, because I feel like there's a lot of going back and forth. It's so much harder to engage on Twitter, I feel, meaning writing, creating content on a device. So I think that the audio is possibly better than writing, because how many times have you typoed something when you're no, writing it on the All the time. Phone? Yeah. So I think saying it, I guess, would be better. Although... I want to know what it looks like. Do you have to then, if, if I decided to go like, hey, guys, it's so beautiful outside. I really love the way my outside looks. Like, let's say I'm doing something stupid like that. Do I then have to go talking about my yard to put context around it? Like, I would love it if I could just talk without me having to be, I'm talking about podcasting, the podcasting space and accessibility versus me just saying it. I don't know. I like the. Uh, I think I like the audio component of it, the real quick one. Like, uh, I feel like uh, eggs this morning. Boop. Yeah, right. You just tweeted <laughs> that you just wrote it, but I mean, but it's like that's weird. Mark's example. Um, Stephanie yeah, is sharing it. I see it. Does it have something on it though? Like, let can me show you... you. I've been trying it here. I'll, let me screen share and show you guys. Hold on. I have it here. It's the. Oh, you're gonna. I'm gonna show everyone. Yeah, oh, she's gonna go. show what it looks like on the. 
This is June 19th, showing everyone the new feature. Well, see, well, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like I feel that there's something lost. There's nothing. In- look, there's like no voice. You can't try and do it yourself. Or it's 73 seconds. What was that? What was that service that went under that everybody used to share their clips with on podcasts? What was that called? Clamor. Uh, Clamor. Mm-hmm. This is like Clamor. A little, but now it's within the Twitter app. But it's still not answering my questions here, guys. Which is? Yes. If there's something that is like a minute long that I can say or less, whatever, 30 seconds, I don't know, whatever. The whole point, I think, of me engaging with Twitter is for me to be able to speak it and send it versus speak it. And I'm like really passionate about the thing. And then, you know, typing out like what it says and then send it. That's like extra. It's like you're doing two things. You're doing two things. You're tweeting with your words, with your fingers, and you're speaking. So it's like double the work. I mean, yes, but you just put a caption on it. like Right, that's what I'm saying. But I don't want to put a caption. I just want to send it out, especially if you're doing like one thing after the next thing. So how do you do that? Let's say you're like a t- like you, a you, you have a thread? Rant, like a thread because it can do that. You you can do that with the audio. So let's say you have a thread that's two minutes long or three minutes long about something that you're ranting about. If you're recording on it, it automatically gives you another one. So does that mean then that I have to then record it all? It's all in there, and then I have to caption it all, and then I have to send it. No, all. you get 140 seconds, and I think if you go over, it does threading for you. That's what well, I read. That's what I'm saying. It, but but I'm talking about the workflow. It goes over. And then when it goes over, what do you do then? How do you caption it? Well, I guess we'll have to wait and find out because neither of us have it. And it's very irritating, Twitter. Jennifer, you're saying you can upload audio content to Canva and then send it to Twitter. Here's the thing, though, Jennifer. Um, she's in the show and in in our chat, by the way, guys. So if you guys want to engage with us, you have to go into the She Podcast Super Squad to get access to watch us record here. But anyway, Jennifer, the idea from what I gather is that the only way this is accessible right now is via your app on your app. So if you are creating an image for Canva and getting the audio, that's fine. But that's going to be a video that you're going to share that has the audio component on it. Um, if you're doing both of them, I guess what you're saying is that you're recording your audio and then uploading a visual component as well and then sending it out, which to me feels so extra. I mean, just see how I mean, it goes. Maybe you'll just want to say something instead of t- like, I don't know. Like, I never know what to tweet. But if I just have a thought, I can just be like, do y'all see this new thing that happened? And just like... And let it go. But then what if you have to now caption it? Because I, that's, that would would you have to caption it? It, Just, just say, I don't know. Why do you have to caption it? Just put it out there. You don't have to do a caption. I mean, do you? All right. Well, I don't know. I mean, who's going to tap on the thing? Let's see what else he has to say and then be like surprised by what I say. I don't know. I my, guess. My mind's still blown that you can upload audio to Canva. I've never seen that done before. <laughs> oh, my right. gosh. I, I'm, I'm looking at what we're doing. Is I'm look, I'm doing a Jessica. I'm over here looking at Canva. I'm like, where do you do that at? Like Mark's first one is a minute and 40 seconds. That's a long time. Yeah. Right. That's a long audio note. Have you ever listened to a voicemail that long? It's torture. <laughs> Well, not a like, yeah, well, I mean, on Voxer, we do that all the time. But at the same time, it's a conversation with somebody. And usually when I'm explaining something, I guess what what I would use it for would be for 
responses. So I wonder if a response could be that way. Like if somebody's like, how do you, you know, one of those ones where I read them and I'm like, I can't do this in 280 characters. I could possibly do it in 140 Listen, here's the recipe. You do this, 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 and then you're done. Then you don't have Uh to write it all out for people. Exactly. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. In that respect, I'm super okay with that. Yeah. So I think responses is a great use for it. Yeah. Um, And also if you're telling a story, because then you don't have to do the thread anymore, which I think is cool, you know? Or you can start a thread and be like, okay, this is going to be a th- – you can do that. You can start the thread and be like, this is going to be about podcasting for She Podcast and our journey. And we're going to talk about it. And so then we can just add – the next thing is – the next ones are all going to be me talking about the story of She Podcast. So the first one is just a, you know, mm-hmm. copy and then it goes into audio. Yeah. So – crazy man anyway dude all right are we are we rounding it out let's see let's see i think that this is good okay well then i will round it out by just saying thank you guys so much for participating for listening to this week's episode of she podcast if you want any of the links that we talked about this week please see ShePodcast.com. check out our show notes you can also find us on facebook instagram and twitter at she podcast you can also email us at feedback at she podcast.com thank you thank you thank you so much I have one more thing, guys, just to yes. add before she says we close it out. I actually spend a lot of time time coding our show notes and chapter marking them so that you can move from thing to thing and skip over some things that you want or refer back to conversations. So how you do that is by looking inside of the app of your choice. There's a lot of apps out there that support chapter marks. If you can't see the chapter marks, it's because the app that you're using does not support it. Um you know, Overcast Premium, Castro Premium, Apple Podcast, all support chapter marks. So if you're looking in there, especially if you want to look at our um, any kind of moving from newsletters, uh, the news that we have to tool tips and all of that kind of stuff, you got to go ahead and tap through and get that. Thank you for letting them know that. Thank you guys so much for showing up. Um, we are excited to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Love you. Mean it. Bye.